Hello and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Aaron Kerr, your host for today. Today we're looking at Proverbs chapter 5, verse 18 through 19, and it says this, May your fountain be blessed. And may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. A loving doe, a graceful deer, may her breasts satisfy you always. May you ever be intoxicated with her love. Now, for some people, they might find it surprising to have such poetry in the Bible. But clearly, the Bible celebrates sexual satisfaction in the context of a covenant relationship between a man and a woman. As yesterday we looked at the foolishness of adultery, here is the contrasted wisdom of lifelong lovers that a covenant creates. Now at first this seems like an awkward encouragement to our modern ears to have your quote, fountain be blessed, but this is another word picture for one spouse. And we see similar imagery used elsewhere. For example, in the Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, My sister, my bride, you are a locked garden, a locked garden and a sealed spring. And I'm not sure how many husbands have affirmed their wives' bosoms with the description of a loving doe or a graceful deer, but the images being used in these verses are to appeal to the wise learner to be satisfied with his own wife rather than going after another person's wife. So the idea of marriage, as Keller writes in the ancient societies, was about securing status and security. So the temptation to seek pleasure elsewhere could be a problem. In our modern day, the idea of marriage doesn't seem so necessary. We all know plenty of family and friends that don't get married at all. They choose to have life live-in partners maybe even have kids with one another. But the idea of getting married is not on the table. The idea, so our cultural narrative says, is that we must find somebody we're compatible with sexually before we make any long-term commitments. But I like how Keller contrasts what the Bible says here. Your spouse is to be your lover forged by lifelong commitment of ups and downs, learning to forgive and repent with one another. That's where sex becomes the celebration of truly doing life together. Now, after being married for over 15 years, I still joke with my wife that she is the wife of my youth. I had such a naive perspective of marriage and sex when I first got married. The biblical wisdom here is that sexual chemistry grows from a whole relationship rather than just sexual activity itself. And the challenge in our culture is that without such commitment, we can confuse sexual activity with sexual intimacy, but miss out on what the wisdom writer is intending here. Now, I I can't help but think about the latest Hollywood couples that seem from the outside that they have lots of chemistry together. They're always getting photos taken and they're smiling, they're laughing, they're delighting. Uh, there's an Instagram, you know, blowing up with their latest date to, to Monaco. But then a few months later, the relationship falls apart. And so Keller asks us this very interesting question. He says, in what ways does the modern belief that you must have sexual chemistry before marrying 
distort both marriage seeking and marriage itself? That's a great question. I think for me, I would say for marriage seeking, it means that sex comes before commitment in marriage. And it's driven by the self to discover who satisfies me. That's the consequence or the distortion that I would say happens as a result of that. For marriage itself, it's, it's easy to see how that relationship then will be built on a pretty unstable foundation. There's a big difference between the sex life of a couple whose foundation is built on selfishness rather than a covenant relationship designed to make you more selfless. So what is God saying to us about this in our marriages or even in our singleness right now? Maybe for you, today is an opportunity for you to give back your sexual relationship over to God. Maybe you have bought into the cultural narrative of of what marriage is about, and maybe God is stirring in you, and it's time to kind of reevaluate things. That's great. Maybe you've been living out the cultural view of sex before outside marriage, and it's time to get serious about looking at what the Bible says about marriage and sex. Or what could it look like in your marriage or seeking of marriage in a way that God wants to bless? Imagine who might be impacted by making a change in your approach to marriage or seeking marriage like this. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for such a powerful picture of the beauty of sex as a gift. We pray that you would guide us first to have the greatest intimacy with you first and foremost. For those of us who are single, fill us with delight in you as we stay pure. For those of us who are married, help us to treat our spouses as our lovers that we rejoice over. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.